The Blood Red Podcast is heading to Dublin and the D2 Bar for an exclusive live Champions League final preview night brought to you by Carlsberg on Wednesday, May 29th. Our very own James Pearce and Ian Doyle will be joined by host Phil Egan from the Off the Ball and Stephen Daly from the LFC Day Trippers podcast. Doors open at 7pm with the event kicking off at 7.30pm and tickets are exclusive to competition winners. To enter, visit bloodred.ie. That's bloodred.ie. Don't miss out. This is the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello, my name is Paul Wheelock and welcome to your latest podcast on the Blood Red channel. Now, you're listening this week will be dominated by build-up to Liverpool's Champions League final against Tottenham Hotspur in Madrid on Saturday night. But for this podcast, we will be focusing on the Liverpool player for whom, personally at least, the Championship playoff final on Monday is the bigger game. I'm, of course, talking about Harry Wilson, who's had a brilliant season on loan at Derby County and who is set to play a starring role for Frank Lampard's side in the £170 million match versus Aston Villa. The goal-scoring winger has been with Liverpool since he was a kid and was awarded a new long-term contract last summer but this week Wilson has been linked with £25 million moves to the likes of Wolves, Newcastle, Southampton and Brighton so to find out what the future holds for the Wales international I spoke to our man in the know at Anfield James Pearce and I also picked up the phone to Steve Nicholson a fellow Merseysider and football editor and chief football writer for the Derbyshire Telegraph and Derbyshire Live who has been reporting on Harry Wilson all season thanks for listening and I hope you enjoy The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo Hi James, we're about to start an absolutely huge week for Liverpool but for one Liverpool player, Harry Wilson his big match comes at Wembley on Monday in the Championship playoff final I'm sure there'll be a lot of eyes both on the club and in the Liverpool fan base on Harry to see if he can round off what's been a great season for him Yeah, it's just been been brilliant for him I think you know, you've got to give him massive, massive credit because uh, you know he was obviously desperate to get out there and play regular football and and felt that that would be the best thing for for his development, rather than hanging around and and being a squad player at Liverpool. And he, you know, he's he's certainly proved himself in what is a really really tough league in the Championship, and uh, has been an integral part of of Derby County's promotion push. When you think, you know, eighteen goals and in all competitions, and um, yeah, just going to be a, a brilliant occasion for him to be, you know, walking out at Wembley, um, and hopefully he can he can sign off, you know, what's been a a great season for him on a, on a high. What do you think his future is? Do you think whatever outcome between Derby and Villa, he's going to be in the Premier League next season? Yeah, I think I think that is without a shadow of a doubt. I think he'll be a Premier League player next season. I think I think if Liverpool, I think if Derby win the playoff final, I think there's a very high chance that he'll probably stay at Derby. Whether that's whether they've got the money to make it permanent or even, I know Liverpool are open to the idea of potentially a Premier League loan next season. So. I think I think, yeah. I mean, he's he's proved over the course of this season that that he deserves that shot at the Premier League. I think I think the awkward thing for Liverpool is going to be that, you know, of course, Wilson's. I'm sure Wilson's preference would be to come back to Liverpool and and play and prove himself to Jurgen Klopp. But it's you know I know last summer he had a, he had a brilliant pre-season for Liverpool before he went out on loan. Um, you know, and even then, you know, you get supporters saying, "Oh, we sh- should have kept him along." But then, when you look at the way this season has panned out, you know, you know, there's a, without a shadow of a doubt, Liverpool made the right call loaning him out because he wouldn't, he wouldn't have featured, you know, despite you know his performances he's put in in the Championship. When you know Liverpool have got a front three which is very set in so- stone and Touchwood, the three very robust footballers who, who miss very little football, and then you know when you've got people like Shakiri and Origi. Um, Wilson wouldn't have got much of a look in so um, 
I think just for Liverpool, they're just in an incredibly strong position with him because I think, you know, there's no way Liverpool would even think about selling them for less than 20 million, potentially oh, mm-hmm. as high as 25, because I think his value has rocketed that much over the course of the season. Um, and then, you know, if, I think if they got an offer in that, uh, that kind of that around that figure, I think they would probably do business. Um, but if they don't, then you know they would they would look at a Premier League loan for next season, and you know you, probably you'd expect him to kick on again and his, his value only to keep going up. We give the club so much credit for the the recruitment side of things in in recent years, but you've all got to say well played for the the, the outgoings, don't they? They've got a real policy in place here, and I don't think any Liverpool fan would want Harry Wilson to leave. But the money you're talking about there must must make the club consider if if a bid like that came in. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think that's the thing because you, you know it's. You know, obviously, the the academy costs you know a, a large amount of money to to run on an annual basis, and and that is a key part of it. You know, not of course, of course, you want your Trent Alexander Arnolds to you know players like that. That's the dream. You know, if you could get one or two of players like that every year or two, making that leap and establishing themselves like Trent has, and of course, you know, that's that's the that's what everyone at Kirby the Kirby Academy is there for. But also below that. It's also very important that you're developing players who may not be quite at the level to make it at Liverpool, but they're still in that position where you can command big sums of money for them um, that then you know is invested back into the squad and, and and keeps the club moving forward. And Liverpool have certainly you know proved very adept at doing that in recent years. When you, you know, there's been so many examples when even someone like going back a few years, you know Brad Smith, someone who picked up on a you know, on a on a free, and then suddenly you're selling him on for for millions. You know, Kevin Stewart picked up from Tottenham on a free, suddenly sold to Hull for you know, I think fee fee rising to eight million quid. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you look at people, even Andre Wisdom, someone who came through the ranks, three four million. You know, Canos. You know, it's there's been there's been so many, um, and that, that's that's a really really important side of the club as well and you know they've got some big decisions to make on quite a few young players this summer because um quite a few coming back from loan spells you know someone like Shea Ojo who you know is probably likely to go back out on loan uh, again of course you know Ryan Kent you know probably you know he, he hasn't say he probably not I wouldn't I wouldn't class him quite in the same bracket as Wilson because I think I think Wilson Wilson is special but you know Ryan Kent you know PFA Scotland Young Player of the Year, um, someone who you know Rangers would dearly love to keep. You know, I know Stephen Gerrard said last week that, that they're hoping to to keep hold of him for for one more year. But you know, Liverpool you know already saying that they, you know, they wouldn't even think about less than than twelve million pound. And then even you know Rafa Camacho, you know, written a story that he you know someone who's reluctant to sign a new contract at Liverpool, and then now saying, oh, okay, well you can go, but it'll it'll be 10 million quid and again you know we're talking about a kid that that, that arrived for for nothing from Manchester City 3 years ago yeah great business isn't it you, you know it listens to what you've got to say there it, it just shows you how higher the level's gone at Liverpool now isn't it because you've got a manager like Jurgen Klopp that's proven he will give young players a chance but my god they're going to have to be really really top level to get in that team yeah now. and that's it's, it's become a lot a lot more difficult hasn't it because you know i think back to Probably Brendan Rodgers' his first season when, you know, if you look at the appearances that season, you had people like Suso and Andre Wisdom, um, you know, making 15, 20 appearances and stuff. And the bar has, has gone that high that, you know, you don't just need to be, 
you know, kind of top class to make it a Liverpool. You almost need to be world class to to force your way into that to that side because you know you, you you're being measured against absolutely elite performers. You know, especially you know for for people like Wilson and and for Kent. You know, it's great what they've done in the Championship or in the SPL, but the the brutal reality is. Are they going to get in ahead of Salah, Mane, Firmino? You know that's it, it's you know it's set that high, and that that's why you have to you know take your hat off to someone like Trent Alexander Arnold. Arnold, who you know it's hard to believe he's still only twenty years of age and you know, preparing to walk out in you know, a second Champions League final, already played at a World Cup. You know he he's kind of shown to those other young players desperate to follow in his footsteps that you know that that's the level you have to be operating on now if you want to. If you want to make it at Liverpool, and you know the the harsh reality is, you know even some of the best young talent emerging from the academy, you know their their future is not going to be at Liverpool just because Liverpool are now you know they're they're no longer that kind of mid table or upper upper mid table you know fifth sixth try they're not a club trying to like challenge for the top four they're a team now challenging for the biggest prizes. And when you look at the age range of the squads that Klopp's got, you know that's not going to change in the next few years. They're only going to get stronger as those players develop further under this manager. So um, you know you could probably argue that you know the bar's never been set higher really for those those kids at Kirby trying to make the grade. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Well, hi, Steve. Thank you very much for joining me on this podcast to talk, Harry Wilson. Uh, no problem at all, mate. How are you? Yeah, not bad. Not bad. We're all uh, looking forward to the uh, the Champions League final over there at the Echo, but I imagine you've got a, a bigger game, well, <laughs> just as big a game on your mind over at, in Derby. Yeah. These, these, these finals are great, aren't they? But they do mean an awful lot of work. <laughs> the season never ends, does it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, but before we get to Harry and, and that playoff final on uh, Bank mm. Holiday Monday against Aston Villa, i just got to ask if you recovered from that second leg at uh, Ellen Road yet? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll I tell you a bit, of a, a bit of a story to go with that as well. I mean, uh, I, I haven't missed a Derby game uh, since, since 2001. Uh, so... Uh, I kind of have a proud record of madness, I suppose, <laughs> there. But, uh, but uh, the traffic on the way to Ellen Road, on the M1 and then around Ellen Road, was horrendous. So I actually, for the first time ever, got into the ground late. Uh, I was absolutely gutted. So, But I was there to see uh, uh, all the action as it unfolded, fortunately. And, uh, yeah, it, it, it was... Uh, Second half particularly was an incredible performance by by the team. One nil down from the first leg. I mean, I think that the, the secret of, of what happened goes back to the first leg because Leeds won one nil and actually possibly could have won two or three nil. And, and but Derby, you know, Derby kept it at one. And in some ways, that helped them because I think Leeds might have been a bit unsure how to handle going into the second leg one nil at home. Derby knew exactly what they needed to do. They had to win the game. And uh, they they did second half, and it was a, it was a really uplifting performance, and as you sure you saw, and uh, the scenes afterwards were uh, tremendous. Yeah, definitely were. And you know, the person we're talking about here, Ali Wilson, of course, scored in uh, mm. in the win. I think it took him up to eighteen goals in all competitions for the season. Uh, it sounds yeah. like is he has been as good as that tally suggests. Yeah, I mean, eighteen goals for the season. Uh, I think it's forty-eight appearances, forty-five starts. It, it, it's a goal every two point five six games, which. Really, for, for a lad who plays a position he does, which is 
mainly wide right-ish. And when I say wide right, he, can't, he, he ducks inside a lot, doesn't necessarily go past defenders on the outside. Or he's been playing as an attacking midfielder in a 4-3-3. So that type of total of goals, I think, is, is tremendous. Absolutely tremendous. So that shows you that he can score goals, certainly at this level. Uh, it, it's been a strange one for him, really, because he started the season... It was very, very patchy for him and then he got injured and he was out of the team. So we didn't really see him. And, and then suddenly he came back in and he hit a purple patch. Uh, and then in kind of February, March, uh, again, he had a bit of a lull really, but that coincided with the team struggling a little bit as well. But he's, he's come back strongly at the end of the season. I suppose uh, we're talking about young players. That's what they do. Yeah. You know, they, they can be inconsistent enough and down because they're learning their trade as they go along. But, there's absolutely no doubt he's been a big hit here and uh, I'd say that he, uh, an integral part of, of the team and when you've got the ability to score a goal uh, from open play or from free kicks as we know he has done certainly the ones at, uh, at Old Trafford and, and, and St Mary's against Southampton when you've got that ability as well I think that's an extra kind of string to your bow Yeah and you do look at the top scorers in the Championship and I, I think it's fair to suggest like 95% of them what you class out and out strikers mm. you know and he's clearly not that is he you know it, it does make what he's yeah. done all the more impressive Yeah it does, it does. it's interesting because one of the things that Frank Lampard had to do when he came here was he had to sell uh, the Golden Boot winner from last season in the Championship Matej Vidra mm-hmm. uh, and you know he was top scorer player of the year Golden Boot winner and kind of had to move him on uh, to Burnley uh, in order to bring players in, you know, because finances have been tight. And uh, you're right, all the others who are up there are all out and out strikers. But uh, Harry Wilson to be touching 20 goals for a season at his age, given the, the roles he plays in the team, uh, I think is a, is a terrific effort. Just pick you up on the the role. You said there he's mainly operated on the right, but he's also <clears> been experimenting. It's like that attacking midfielder. What do you think long term do, do you think his best position is? Well, I, I like him when he's more involved. Uh, I think he's that type of player. Uh, the more he gets on the ball, the better he is, clearly. And and, and, and for me, that means uh, I think his best performances have come as an attacking midfielder in a 4-3-3. When he plays out wide on the right in a 4-3-3, as I said earlier, he, he doesn't... He, he rarely kind of goes wide of, of the fullback. In fact, there are not many players these days who push no. the ball and and go past the fullback because fullbacks are very quick these days in the norm and so wingers have got to be if you like even quicker and that's why a lot a lot kind of feign to go one way and then duck inside on uh, onto their right or left foot and, and when he does that he's a real threat as we say because he can shoot there's no doubt about that but I like him when he's more involved because he can affect the game more he can still get forward he can still get his goals and also he's got a bit of an edge to him his game as well which I also like he's picked up 11 yellow cards this season for Derby and, and you know he's not the biggest of lads but, but he's not afraid to mix it if, if, that's, if that's what's needed and I, and I like that competitive edge certainly about forward thinking players Talk about centre midfielders. He's probably got the manager for that, hasn't he? Attacking centre midfielder, Frank Lampard. There's not many uh, more in recent memory who was better at him than than that. You know, it's it sounds like Frank really likes him. Is the, the feeling mutual with Harry? Yeah, there's no doubt that the uh, that Harry Wilson's uh, long move here has been great for both. Really, you know, Frank Lampard. I say he had a, he had a tough task coming in here because he had to reduce the average age of the team and the squad because it was touching 30 at the end of last season when they lost to Fulham in the playoffs. And that's an ageing team. And he, he had to change that. And he, he brought in Harry Wilson on loan. He brought in Mason Mount for Keo Tamori. 
on loan from Chelsea. And and they've been really, I mean, three terrific loan signings for for the for the club, you know. And and Frank's put a lot a lot of faith in them as well, you know. They, I mean Mason Mount had never played in the championship before this season. You know, he'd been on loan in Holland uh last season. Fikeo Tomori had, had been in and out of Hull's team while he was on loan there. And Harry himself, you know, had, I think played about thirteen games at Hull or something like that. So actually this was a big step up for them. But they've, they've taken it really well. You know, they've looked very comfortable and, and there's no doubt they've been three of, of Derby's best players this season. And I'd say that's really worked for their careers and it's also worked uh, for Frank Lampard in his first season as manager. Taking all that into consideration, no Derby was saying before we press record on this uh, conversation, that's the fourth time in six years that they've been in the players. But do you, do you think this particular Derby team, given the fact that there's a lot of young, young lads and given the fact that it's Lampard's first full season as manager, are they a bit ahead of schedule getting to the playoff final? Uh, you could say that, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, the expectation at the start, this is normally at Derby and it's the same at, you don't know, you know this with, with Liverpool, Everton and whatever, but, but in the Championship with Derby, you know, the expectation is that they should be challenging for the top six because it's outside the club, the fan base is there, and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, it doesn't always work out that way. But the expectation at the start of this season was, was probably lower than it has been uh, because of all the change in the summer, because Frank Lampard was new to management. Nobody quite knew what it, what was going to happen, whether he'd, he'd take to it, how his teams would play, who he would sign. You know, it's, it's a step into the unknown. But as part of that, it was intriguing as well uh, and exciting in a way. Uh, to see what would unfold, and I just think you know uh, you could say ahead of schedule, but also when you speak to Frank Lampard, and, and from the moment that the first meeting I had with him in a one-on-one, there was you know he hadn't come here to kind of finish eighth, ninth, or tenth. You know, even though he, he knew it was a season of transition, he's a winner. He's a winner as a player. And you can sense it when you talk to him. You know, he, he wanted to compete. He wanted to be in the top six. He wanted to be rubbing shoulders with those other teams that are in there. And that's exactly what's happened. And now he finds himself, you know, one win away from uh, promotion in his first season. Should be some match on Monday. Do you think, it, mm. you know, if it, if it goes Derby's way or it has to go Derby's way, to, does it make or break the chances of keeping Harry on loan in the Premier League next season or even signing permanently? Well, I, I think it, I, I, there's no doubt if Derby win promotion on Monday uh, in the Premier League that season that their hand will be stronger in trying to bring one, two or three of those loan players back uh, uh Obviously, much will depend on their parent clubs. Uh, if we take Harry at Liverpool, you know, do, do Liverpool see him as part of, of, of their squad for next season? That will be a huge step up for Harry because, not because, you know, he's not progressing, he is progressing and showing all the right things. But of course, Liverpool are progressing as well. Yeah. You know, the season they've had has been quite unbelievable. You know, uh, what I mean, in the Premier League, fantastic, incredible record. And they'll look to improve again next season because that's the nature of big clubs. So, so you know, it's going to be tough for him to, to find a way in regularly at Liverpool, for me, looking from the outside. So if Liverpool, I mean, there's two things Liverpool could probably do. They could probably loan him out again to continue his development. But this time, I think they'd want to see him develop in a Premier League environment because he's proved he can do it in the Championship. If Derby are promoted, they will be in the Premier League environment. Harry knows Derby well. He loves it here. He's enjoyed his time here. There'll be no introduction again for him, if you see what I mean, uh, here, if he came back here. So I think that the hand would be 
strength and buy that. Of course, if Liverpool then maybe wanted to sell him, we've seen the speculation, haven't we, yeah. this week about uh, a number, a growing list of clubs who are apparently interested in signing him, which isn't a surprise. Uh, but if Liverpool look to sell him, of course, then you're talking, a, uh, I would imagine, a fairly hefty transfer fee. Now, promotion to the Premier League would give Derby a better chance of meeting that, mm-hmm. although finances I still think will be tight. Uh, but of course, if they stay in the Championship, the chances really of buying him are, are, are very, very little, very slim. And in fact, it would, would, probably wouldn't happen. Uh, and the chances of having him back on loan, as I said earlier, probably wouldn't happen uh, because Liverpool would quite like to see him play, I'd say, uh, in the top flight. Definitely. I read an interview with him recently. He seemed pretty level-headed. He was saying, I'm not even mm. thinking about my future uh, until the playoff final's out the way. If he was talking yeah, for the playoff he, semi-final. He, he, seems, he yeah. seems that kind of character. He seems like he's got a good personality. He, he does. I mean, one of the things Frank really likes about the, the three lone players he's got and, 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 and Harry Wilson is they are very level-headed. They want to learn. They're hungry to learn. Their attitude is spot on. Uh, and, and this was a, a lot of with uh, Frank Lampard's work and how, how he got to where he got to was based on that attitude, that work ethic, that wanting to learn, that pushing himself after training to, to improve and improve. And that worked for him. And you can see those traits, I think, in, in, in the three players and then, I say, Harry Wilson. Uh, and that's what he really, really loves about. And that's why he'd have him back tomorrow quite clearly. Uh, but he's going to say we're going to have to wait and see uh, what develops and that will uh, develop on Monday at Wembley uh, a bit of a prediction do you think uh, Derby will get the win they'll be back in the Premier League with Liverpool next season well uh, you know sometimes I mean I've been positive all along I, I, I take them to the playoffs I, I even when sometimes we're kind of suggesting the, the boat have gone I, I never thought that and I, I really fancied them and I've just got a feeling that this might be their time and, and sometimes you know when it's, when it's your time it doesn't matter about uh, tactics and players and all that if it's your time I think it's your time and and, and I just get the sense that this might be Derby's time and uh, there's no doubt listen Villa, Villa beat them 3-0 and 4-0 this season that's 7-0 on aggregate that's pretty comprehensive in anybody's <laughs> yeah. book uh, but then again Leeds beat Derby three times this season before Derby won the final match and the decisive match so I don't think we should read anything into that Uh I think the pressure and expectation is on Villa uh, this time because of all the things we mentioned about transition here and new manager and, and new team and all that type of new style of play. So I think the pressure is more on Villa. Uh, but I just, I don't know, there's something about it. I, I just sense it, 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 it could be their day. And, and these, these young lads, and Harry particularly, have shown so far that they're fearless. And if you're fearless and you've got the energy and you've got the quality as well, which which Harry has, and the other lone lads have, and, and and a lot of the players have. That can be a big thing at Wembley, and 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 if you can conquer those nerves, which I think they did at Leeds, I think they came of age at Leeds in the second half. If you can do that, step onto that stage and think, you know what, I belong here. And Harry Wilson has shown on some big stages already, Old Trafford, etc., and for Wales, that he feels he belongs on a big stage, and and he's proved that. So. If, if all that falls into place, I think they've got a great chance. Well, I'm sure Liverpool fans will be rooting for Harry and Derby at Wembley on mm. Monday against Villa, Steve. Thanks very much for your, your time, mate, and uh, hopefully catch up again next season with Derby County as a Premier League club. But no problem, mate. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.